Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Awesome. Well, um, like I said, seven speakers, seven minutes, and I believe, are you, oh, Colin. Okay, so as Colin makes his way up here, he's our music director, and he's in charge of all the songs that we sing. He puts all the stuff together for Planning Center, and the guy is a well of wisdom. We love him so much. So without further ado, here's your seven speakers in seven minutes, Colin Slaughter. Hi. Uh, okay, so, because uh, I don't have a lot of time. It's way past that. It's way past that. I'm relying on the Lord entirely, which is great because we're talking about faith today. So just think of me as uh, a living object lesson. Um, so I have probably what is way too many scriptures for seven minutes. So bear with me as I get through all of them because they're all relevant to the point. Um, but I want to talk about applying your faith um, and being undivided in our faith, um, which has to do uh, somewhat with uh, where James talks about faith without works is dead. But it's that, but also going further than um, working from your faith to making your faith work. Um, and let me make some sense of that by reading some of the Bible. Okay, so James lays it out very plainly, very bluntly, which I appreciate. And he says, what good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also... Faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, you have, work, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. Well, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God and it was counted to him as righteousness and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way. Bless you. For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. And here Jesus talks about it in a few passages. He, uh, it says, Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? Referring to a demon. He said to them, Because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, Move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. And then in another place, As they passed by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered away to its roots. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cursed was withered or has withered. 
And Jesus answered them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So the key is, is believing, having real faith um, and not doubting. And that's what putting your faith into action, making your faith work looks like. What good does it do if you, if you say, all right, Lord, I believe you're gonna provide. I believe it. Thank you for providing. And then your check bounces and then you're like, Lord, what the heck? I thought you had me. I believed you were gonna provide. Why didn't you? Or you, you, believe, you believe in the word where it says, you lay your hands on somebody and, and see them recover. And you do it, your hands are on somebody and say, oh, okay, in the name of Jesus be healed. Oh, I hope that worked. Please work, please work, please work, please work, please work, please work. Is that really faith? Did you ever really believe? Did, did you ever really have faith in the Lord? Um, and then coming back to James, um, James says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by the wind. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world and they are un- unstable in everything they do. And um, my last set of verses in Peter, Peter shows um, just how important our faith really is. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. And this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Though you have not seen him, you love him. Though you do not now see him, you believe in him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. It's pretty, it's pretty intense. It's heavy. So the outcome of our faith, the salvation of our souls. Literally, if we believe in him, we will be saved. So if faith is required for the salvation of our souls and entering into the promise and glory of what Jesus paid for with his life, does it not make sense that applied faith would also be required to enter into the other promises that our father has given us? Like if we're going to believe that Jesus is the word made flesh, and the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through him, just as he says, then we need to have that same applied faith to the whole word. If we're going to believe he's the truth and he's the word, then whatever the word says is the truth. 100%. 
no, no restrictions. And if that's true, then we have to have faith in it, whatever the word says. Even if, if the word says that I'm healed, no matter what my body's going through, no matter how horrible I feel when I wake up in the morning, what does the word say? It says I'm healed. Psalms 103.3 says, um, he forgives all my sins and heals all my diseases. Isaiah 53.5 says, by his stripes I'm healed. And in Peter, it says the same thing, right? So if Jesus is the truth, am I gonna read that and be like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. The works aren't for today. They died with the apostles, you know, but it does say that in the word. Oh, oh, the word or God or the world or God. I mean, um, it's, you, your, your loyalty and faith cannot be divided. If the word says it, you have to believe it. You have to, you have to settle it within yourself. I am going to believe I am going to have faith, no matter what the circumstance. If this is what I read in the word of God, make it, make it up with yourself on the inside that I will have faith. Because as we read, faith divided doesn't work. It's the Lord or it's nothing. Thank you. I'm a little over time. <laughs> Hi, Pastor Caitlin Wilson is coming up to speak next. <laughs> Dang, there was no buzzer because he knew he was going to go over time. He's the one who set it up, right? No, just kidding. <laughs> Does that mean I have six minutes? Oh, no. Oh, it restarts. Okay, restart it. Well, I, you guys know me pretty well, and you know that I'm never going to come to you and be something that I'm not. <laughs> I'm never going to act like I've got it together when I don't. <laughs> so I just want to kind of talk to you about where I've been and maybe you uh, can relate. <laughs> maybe you can relate to uh, feeling the same way. Lately, the past few months, I have felt uh, defeated. <laughs> defeated, um, just even in my faith. Like I feel, I've walked with the Lord for many years. I grew up in church um, and so I know that he loves me, and I know that I love him, but lately things have not turned out exactly like I thought they were going to turn out. Uh, things have been harder. I haven't seen what I've wanted to see in healing in my body, or in my ch child's body, or in my household. <laughs> And I think that we all walk through these seasons or these times in life. It's easy to have faith and to believe uh, it, without a doubt in the times that things are easy, right? <laughs> in the times where um, things are going well, everybody's in a good place, everything's good, you have a good job, you have, you, you have provision, you have everyone's healthy, <laughs> But it's getting harder and harder, I think, even in the day and age that we live in, to live and walk by faith because of just the spirit of the age, <laughs> because of fear, because of um, sickness. You know, we, we've just walked through the coronavirus, and now we're walking through the variants, and we're walking through all these different things that we have to make decisions. Do we believe the word, like Colin said, or do we not believe the word? And it's so hard when you get defeated, and you feel defeated, and you just sit 
in your defeat. Anybody ever feel like they just sit in their defeat? And you're like, I don't even know how to get up and go from here. I don't know where to go from here. I am just, you're disappointed. Sometimes you're mad at God. Everybody, anybody ever feel mad at God? I hope I'm not the only one. I have felt so mad at God just about how things have worked out. How when people, when we get sick, I just feel mad. But you know, I have a part to play. I have to look at my notes. <laughs> so I cannot sit in my defeat. I have a part to play. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. And walking is not sitting in our defeat, is it? <laughs> walking requires getting up and moving, moving ahead, no matter if that's just a little bit or if that's a long step or a short step. <laughs> but walking is what we have to do. We have to walk by faith. He is faithful, and we have to get that into um, into our minds. We have to settle that. We have to settle that he is good. Not only that he is the truth and the word and he's going to do what he said he's going to do, but that he's good no matter what. So I had to I had to go through, walk through some stuff, and I started blaming God. Like, why did you let this happen? You told me to do this or I felt like you told me to do this and then it didn't work out. And someone close to me said, like, you have to believe that God is good. Because if you don't have that grounded in, in, you don't have your feet grounded in that, then you're going to always be mad. You're always going to blame him, and it's going to go back to him. Well, why didn't you do this? <laughs> right? But God is good, and so he is always taking care of us. He is always, it's, if it's not good, it's not over. <laughs> And we know that it's not over, even after death, right? <laughs> he is so good. He has purposes for everything. And so right now, I've been trying to wade through the lies that I've been believing. Wade through the lies so that I can renew and refresh my faith. Am I believing that God is something other than good? Or even just a little not good? <laughs> because that's not the truth. And your faith cannot be grounded in lies. It has to be grounded in the truth. And so we've been, I've been, this has been my song. Y'all heard of the Wait on You song? Wait on the Lord? <laughs> Isaiah 40, 28. Have you not known, have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. So if you feel like this in your faith, he increases your strength. When you have no might, he gives power to the weak. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength and they shall mount up with eagles, with, wing, with wings like eagles and they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Faith is not a muscle that you flex, but it is a person you reflect. So many times I have blamed myself or blamed God because I did not get the formula right. <laughs> I did, I did, I laid on hands. I didn't, I didn't see the results, but my faith has to be in Jesus, yeah. has to be in Jesus, Jesus. And if I'm, if I don't have enough faith, then I'm not reflecting on Jesus enough. I'm not getting into him enough. I'm not letting him get into me enough, being with him, intimacy. These are things that are so important. Without faith, we cannot please God. 
He loves us, <laughs> but we cannot please God without faith. So faith can never rest on an outcome, especially outcomes from our point of view, but it has to rest upon Jesus. And so no matter what, I'm gonna stand on the word. Like Colin said, the word has to be true and I'm gonna stand on the word. And if I sink standing on the word, then I sink, but I'm not gonna sink because Jesus is good and he is faithful and he has made us so many promises in his word that are so, so good. They're for your good. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, the graduation scripture. He has good plans for you. Even if you're not 18, he still has good plans for you. If you're 65, he has good plans for you. If you're 12, he has good plans for you. If you're eight, if you're 90, he has good plans for you. And he loves you and he is good. And so your faith has to stand in that. Becky, Pastor Becky, everybody give her a round of applause. Glory to God, I guess I better get started quick because it's seven minutes is harder than you think. I have a beautiful bonus daughter and I'm so blessed to call her a daughter. And I wanna say hello. I believe my daughter and her family are watching from Tyler. So I love you, baby, thank you. Oh, what a privilege and honor to stand up here and talk to you about faith. And you may wonder, well, why did they choose faith? Because faith is the currency of heaven. Caitlin already said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For those that come to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. God is not in heaven waiting to bash you over the head because you make a mistake. Glory to God. We, he wants us to come to him boldly, boldly knowing that he's promised that the windows of heaven are open to us if we'll just come to him in faith. So why is faith important to us? If we want anything from God, the way that we receive it is by faith. We receive the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. We receive the Holy Spirit by faith. You know, we... we we're one of those churches. We pray in other tongues. And the first time we prayed in other tongues and every time thereafter, it's by faith. We open our mouth and we speak by faith. And I want to spend just a little bit of more time on um, health and healing. When we received Jesus, we were saved. That's the word sozo, which means completeness, wholeness. We're not whole if our spirit man is born again, but our body is falling apart. So how do we receive it? Because we, we, you know, we, sometimes we do lay hands on the sick and the sick don't recover. Sometimes we do um, believe God for ourselves and it seems like things don't change. We've got to get into the word and know what the word has to say. Today, more than any other time in history, there's so much fear in the world and there should be no fear in the body of Christ because we have a firm foundation and it's by faith that we stand on that firm foundation, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. So what did he say? Did he say, get in agreement with the world and be afraid? 
No, he did not. He said, believe in me, for I have overcome the world. And if he's overcome the world, then we can overcome the world. That's good news. Good news. We should stand tall and stand strong and not be afraid to go anywhere knowing that the greater one lives in us. And in that greater one is health and healing available for us. So we have to convince ourselves, and the only way that we can convince ourselves is to be founded in the Word of God and what He said about healing. Jesus went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil because God was with Him. Is God with you? Then you can do the same thing that He did. Because God anointed him. We are anointed to heal the sick. There aren't qualifiers except being born again and believing. You have to believe. You have to believe. Colin was absolutely right. Sometimes we lay hands on the sick and we think, uh, I hope this works. No. We believe whether we see the results or not that when we put hands on somebody, the healing anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ goes in them and it goes to work. They have a responsibility too, not just you. We're not Jesus. He lives in us. He flows through us. But glory to God, we are obedient. And you will begin to find the more you do it, the more success you'll see. I have prayed for people before, and all I said was in Jesus' name. And they came back to me a day or two later and said, all that pain just left. So it doesn't have to be a long prayer. You can just put your hand on them. They don't even have to understand. Glory to God. It's His power flowing through you because you're a child of God. We need to know what He said about healing for us. Psalm 103. He healed all my diseases all of my diseases. He forgave my iniquities and he healed all my diseases. When the leper came to Jesus and said, if you can, you can make me well. He said, I can. And I will. I'm willing. He's always willing to heal. Everybody that came to Jesus received the healing that they came to him looking for because they came with expectation. Maybe you have a need today for healing. You can come to Jesus with expectation knowing that that's his will. And if we know his will, we can be confident that we have the answers that we desire of him because healing is always God's will. We need to be confident in who we are. We don't need to be afraid. We need to settle some things within us today and now that God wants you well. And you don't have to be afraid of any virus. Yes, it's real. But you can overcome it because the word of God is stronger than any virus. And you may say, well, what about, what about those that didn't get healed that were believing God for healing? I don't have an answer for that. In Hebrews um, eleven thirteen, it says, talking about the, the heroes in the Hall of Faith, Hall of Fame. These all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off. I would rather die standing on the word of God than to die not believing. When my husband went home to be with the Lord, he was still believing. 
He went home in faith. What a glorious way to enter into the gates of heaven, but in faith. He didn't lose. And if something should happen and one of your loved ones goes on before their time because of sickness, even though they were standing on the word, I tell you what, they're healed now. And they didn't lose and you didn't lose because you will see them again one day. So praise God. Faith is important. It's our currency in heaven. And we need to believe and understand that the word of God is for us today, for us now, and it will never let us down. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I want to introduce our children's director, Miss Morgan Slaughter. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, I am the kids director of Trinity Beaumont. I have my notes. They're all highlighted on what I should say. This is my first time talking in front of big people. <laughs> so sorry if I'm nervous, um, but we're gonna do something really, really, we have fun in kids church, but we need to do something really, really, really serious right now. I need everybody to stand up, sorry. Everybody standing? Faith, you're okay. You have a camera. Okay. So we're going to wiggle the sleep out of us. So let's start. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Everybody's wiggling. I'm not going to continue if nobody wiggles. All right. Okay. I think everybody's done it except Pastor Cameron, but that's okay. Oh, there we go. Okay. Everybody can sit down. Thank you so much. Um. What did my notes say? I'm going to be showing you an object lesson about how to follow God's voice when you don't know where you're going. And I'm going to begin with a verse. If you repeat after me, after me. (laughs) My kids sometimes have a hard time and they do it while I'm speaking after. But I think y'all will get the hang of it. Okay. It's Hebrews 11, 1. It says, after me. Okay. Now faith is confidence. In what we hope for. And assurance about what we do not see. Hebrews 11, 1. Perfect. You guys are just great. Okay, Macy, can you please help me? Oh, um, no, 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 come on. I'm going to do it. I don't want you to know. Okay, I, this is my twin brother, Macy. Um, we don't look like twins at all, but that's okay. We're related, I promise. Um, I'm going to blindfold him because it's a part of my object lesson. We hold this. Where? Which way? (laughs) Is it good? Can you see? I cannot. Can you see anything? Okay. All right. All right. Faith is... Sorry. Faith is not being able to see like my helper. Faith is listening to God and trusting in him that he will help you and lead you where you should go. 
Now I'm going to be God and Macy is going to be us. Okay. Babe, can you move this table? Oh gosh, I should have. Okay. What is my time? Five, five minutes. Okay. Let's do this. Macy, can you stand up? Actually sit down. Okay. Um, I don't know what to do. I swear I practiced this. Just not in church. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. Why are you not helping me? Please put them out. I don't know either. I'm going to make an obstacle course, and Macy's going to listen to God, me. Um, he has to listen very carefully, because that's what we do um, when we listen to the Lord. Oh, y'all. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Hop up. Please, Macy, dear child. Here, go this way. I'm going to pull you right now. Okay. All right. Turn this way. Okay. Sorry, y'all. I'm so nervous. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm going to spin him around a little bit so he's confused. One, two, three, four. I have three minutes. Okay. Five, six, seven. Okay. 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 Uh, stop. All right. Um, now you're going to listen to me very carefully. Um, okay. Can you slide to the left a little bit? Slide to the right. Three hops this time. <laughs> can you clap your hands? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You can, we can be serious now. Okay. All right. Uh, I'm going to get you to take five steps forward. Little steps. You have long legs. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. That wasn't okay. I'm not a very good God. Okay. <laughs> Uh, thank goodness he has it in control. Okay, uh, keep walking until I say stop. How about we do that? Now turn right. Walk straight, turn right a little bit more. There we go. Keep walking forward. Sorry, I realized he couldn't see me. Stop. Um, turn left. Walk straight. Walk straight, turn left. Slide to the right. Slide to the right a little bit more. Walk straight. What's this way again? Left, my other left. Come here, left. Oh, too far. Lord have mercy. Okay, walk straight. Walk, 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 walk. Turn right. That's not, is that right? No, oh, that's my bad. Uh, turn left, turn around. Okay, walk straight. Walk straight, walk straight. Okay, turn to the right a little bit. Turn to the right. No, your other right. Left, whatever it is. Okay, too far. Can you just turn there? Stay, walk straight. Walk straight, walk straight, walk straight, walk straight, walk straight, stop, turn around. Okay, I'm going to tell you to sit down. You can't feel where you're sitting because that's faith. We just have to trust. Oh, I didn't say sit down, but sit down. I, well, all right. Just give it up for Macy. He did so good.
Good job. You did so great. All right. Can you help my husband, please? Um, all right. What do I have? All right. Just like my helper had to listen for instructions to know what to do, we have to do the same thing. Like Trinity kids, all of you back there, when God says, honor your father and mother, we have to trust him that he knows what's best, even when your parents aren't always perfect. When God says to love your enemies, we have to have faith in him that he knows what is best. If you can't remember anything that just happened, please take this home with you, this one line that I'm about to say. Faith is not being able to see, but trusting the one who can. Um, When we read what God asks us to do in the Bible, we have to trust him that he knows what's best, even when we can't see the end result. I'm going to say one more verse. You're going to repeat after me, and then I will hand the microphone to Jason Gattel. Okay, repeat after me. John 20, 29. Then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Y'all are just so great. Thank you so much for letting me love on your kids. They're amazing. And without further ado, Jason Cattell. Sorry, you had to carry your own. You're good. Good morning. I was in the uh, shower getting all the oil out of my hair from last night. And the Lord spoke to me about uh, the, the little message today and my seven-minute message. And I I've never would have thought that I could teach on grace, which is a topic that I love, uh, using this particular scripture. It's, it's literally never come to my mind. So this is from the Holy Spirit, and I hope it blesses you guys. But uh, first, I need to lay the context of understanding how the Lord has redefined what grace meant to me. I, if you've ever been in church for any length of time, you sometimes hear things that don't make a whole lot of sense to you. And you just assume that they must know what they're talking about because they've been in church a long time. <laughs> right? And so I used to hear things like uh, grace was unmerited favor and mercy was not getting what you deserve. And I thought, well, great. I mean, and if you think about it, what do you do with grace by that definition? When someone tells you that grace is unmerited favor, although grace is unmerited favor, uh, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. What do you do with unmerited favor? Is it going to change your life? Is it going to stop you from using drugs? Is it going to stop you from looking at pornography? Unmerited favor doesn't, I don't know how to put that into action. I needed help or I was going to die. A 13-year cocaine addiction, I wasn't playing church. I was fighting for a life preserver or I was going to drown. Okay, so I, need, I didn't need unmerited favor. I needed power to overcome sin in my life. And I wasn't hearing a lot of people describing grace as power that would give you the ability to stop doing bad stuff. Right? So the Lord, uh, in the way he works with me, he'll ask me a question and that, uh, that I can't answer. 
And he knows that if I can't answer a question, I'll go seek out the answer. Uh, and it, he, he says, Jason, I was sitting in my desk in my bedroom, and then he just spoke to me. I'm sure I was praying, but he asked me a question very, very clear. He said, Jason, what's the difference between mercy and grace? And I said, oh, don't get me started. I... <laughs> I don't know. I, I hear all these crazy definitions, and I'm not, I'm not satisfied with any of them. He said, I want you to look up grace. <clears throat> and, he's, and, I, and I began to look it up, and I'm not a theologian, and, you know, but you know, when, when something clicks by revelation, I get it. Okay, And then when I get something, I put it into action. It's one of the things that I can say uh, that I, I do pretty well is by doing what the Lord reveals to me. Okay, so he, I started to look it up, and I started to see that the, 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 uh, in the Word of God, the word power fit very well with the scriptures that I saw that included grace. God resists the proud, but he gives power to those that walk in humility. Yeah. Wow, I need power. I need a lot of it, because I do really stupid stuff sometimes, <laughs> right? So when I, when I read Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. I realize that's grace. I need his power, his wonder-working power, working through me that makes it possible to walk in obedience. See, I was trying to be obedient by my own strength, and I kept stumbling and fumbling and doing things that made me feel not very happy with myself. But the scripture the Lord gave me this morning... I'm thinking, why in the world would you give me this scripture to demonstrate grace? Uh, Isaiah 53, 7, uh, verses 7 through 9. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, and like a sheep silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. You see, everything that Jesus did to pay the price for my sins... And your sins required significant grace. He needed the grace. He needed wonder-working power working through him. God power working through Jesus to lay down his life so that we can be redeemed. Jesus laid down his life empowered by the power of the Father so that we could be equipped with that same power to overcome sin in our life. He was taken away because of oppression and judgment. And who considered his fate? For he was cut off from the land of the living. He was struck because of my people's rebellion. He was assigned a grave with the wicked. But he was, writ he was with a rich man at his death. Because he had done no violence and had not spoken deceitfully. See, the thing is, we can be silent by grace. We can overcome sin by grace. We can truly do all things through him who gives us strength. And if Jesus had not laid down his life, we would not have access to this wonder-working power that we call grace. Yes, grace is unmerited favor. We don't deserve what he did for us. But yet he laid down his life for us anyway. If I had not encountered Jesus, 
I would not be alive today. I know for a fact. I remember laying down, looking at the ceiling fan. I'd run out of drugs, and I'm about to face a three-day, come. I mean, a, a crash that was going to last for three days. I was going to be passed out. Miserable, miserable life. Looking at the ceiling fan, just my heart beating out of my chest, just crying out, saying, how did I become this pathetic human being that I am? And if it were not because of the grace, the wonder-working power of the Father that loved me, He loved us so much that he sent his son to die for us, to make it possible for us to be reconciled to a father that was not okay with us living separated from him. We would not be where we are today. So today, at the end of this service, if you feel led to ask the Lord for grace, power, his power to overcome sin in your life, there's an invitation today. To be able to receive a power greater than yourself. And it is the Holy Spirit. He wants to equip you to overcome sin today. If you are willing. In Jesus name. I want to honor Miss Eileen. Can you come on up? She's been serving the Lord a lot longer than I have. And she has so much wisdom in her. Can't wait to hear what she has to say. Well, I've been listening to everybody, and I didn't know what faith was. I was raised in church. We knew church. Um, I didn't know the Lord. I'd been saved several times because that's what you did in church. Got saved. I was probably saved five times, ten times. I didn't know faith. I'd never heard. I mean, I heard there was faith songs, but I never heard what faith was. I learned what faith was when I came to Trinity Church in 1989. Uh, My now ex-husband brought me. That's another story. That's a faith story right there. And I came in, and I'm a hymnal girl, and we were very quiet. We sang our songs according to the hymnal, verse 1, verse 2 in the chorus. I come in. People are all over the place. They weren't even in their chairs, okay? They're standing. They have their hands raised. I'm looking for hymnals, no hymnals. I'm like, okay, we're in trouble. They're being very disorderly, yelling, jumping up and down. Some were screaming. Some were singing. I didn't know the songs. I'm looking for the old rugged cross, and there's nothing. I don't even know what they're doing. But... The seed, even though I really didn't know that I accepted Jesus, that seed of faith had been planted in me. And I knew something was different. People were happy. And I knew there was something going on here. Even though I told myself I wasn't coming back, I kept coming. Because I knew there was something going on. I look at James 1, chapter 3. What I've learned about faith, number one, is faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. That's why I learned what faith was. Pastor Howard, Pastor Marilyn. They were teaching faith. We walk by faith, not by sight. The just shall live by faith. That was a new concept. But as I heard the word, then faith started to build into my life. 
the one thing I learned about faith is it's testing going through those trials that build your faith. You want great faith? You're going to go through some trials. Because that's when you learn that God is faithful. That's when you learn to trust him. Because you've gone through the trial. He was faithful. His word is true. And you made it. And you know you can trust him. And when the next one comes, you know you can trust him. Because he's already proven himself. James chapter 1 verse 3. When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. I look at Jesus' ministry. Everybody loved Jesus, okay? He's healing people. You're getting a free meal on the side of the mountain. But as his ministry grew and he started exposing hypocrisy, started exposing the Pharisees and Sadducees, they didn't like him so much anymore. You know, in fact, they wanted to kill him, and they did. So faith, as great as it is, the more you're operating it, the more you're living in it, not everyone's going to like it. Not everybody's going to think you're great. But faith is the key. It is the foundation. Like uh, Becky said, it's our currency. Everything we get is by faith. And you do have to hear from God. Morgan. We can believe God, but if we're not hearing his voice, you have to hear his voice. And through the years I've been at Trinity, 33 years, because of my faith and hearing his voice and having faith in him, I've, I've made the right decisions, even though they didn't seem right. Even though people said, you know, I don't know about that. I would say my greatest test of faith is when I met Doug. God had a plan. <laughs> Doug went to another church. And I know people were like, I'm a three-time, well, I've been married three times. So the fourth, you know, I just, a fourth wasn't going to happen. But God had a plan. And because I knew his voice, I knew that he was showing me something. He wanted me to do something. A lot of people were not on board with me and Doug. I'm just going to be honest. But I knew I had heard from God. I knew I did. And we are in the ministry serving together because of faith. Because of knowing God is faithful. Trusting his word. Confessing his word. Standing on his word. If any of you, like Jason said, after we're done... If you are having a problem believing God, or if you think you don't have enough faith, or you're in a trial right now and your faith is being tested, come up and let us pray for you. My last note is don't leave home without it. Thank you. And I'm introducing Pastor Howard Cameron. I'm not started yet. I don't think there's any faith in here. Because all morning long, so people have said, oh, you're going to go over, you're going to go over, you're going to go over. 
I said, you don't believe in miracles, do you? <laughs> okay, you can start the clock. 1 Timothy 6.12 says, fight the good fight of faith. It says, I, I fight the good fight of faith. The fight the good, that's a battle for faith. You have to contend for faith. Faith, it goes against everything that you think you know or believe. It goes against everything that you see. We walk by faith, not by sight. And we, we're so trained to walk by sight. How do you walk by faith? When Caitlin and Andrew got married, they asked me, they, they had a pastor up in Tulsa marry them. And he asked me to get a scripture and share it. And I searched the scriptures and searched the scriptures because I wanted a good one for her. And, uh, and I came up with Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. And it doesn't say faith at all. Matter of fact, it says trust. It says trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. I'm talking about fighting the good fight of faith. I'm talking about how you can win this fight. It's trusting, trusting. That's, it's a, that's a Hebrew word, baka. It's, it's not the Hebrew word that's usually translated faith, which is emunah, but it's baka, and it means a confident trust or an expectation. And it talks about the fact that, that you've got to put this kind of trust, this faultless trust in the Lord, and your own understanding is going to fail you. It's going to fail you. Your own understanding is going to fight you. This is the good fight of faith. It's a battle. It's a fight. You've got to understand that you, this is not something that comes easy. If faith were easy, everybody would walk by faith. But very few actually do. And that's, that's kind of sad because this is the way we work as a believer. We believe. We believe the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we trust in the Lord with all of our hearts. Actually, Proverbs 3, 5 basically sums up almost the entire scriptures, sums up the Bible. Just trust him and don't lean on to your own understanding. In all your ways, in every way, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. What in the world does that mean? That means that you confess, you speak, Faith and confession go hand in hand. The law of faith is Second uh, Corinthians chapter four thirteen. As I believe, therefore I speak. As I believe, therefore I speak. Acknowledging Him, acknowledging Him, confessing what He's doing, confessing what He's done, confessing His Word, which is the truth. There is no other truth, folks. There is no other truth. This is the truth. And, and if you go against that, you're going against the truth itself. So we trust. We put, a, we put this unbelievable confidence in who he is and what he has said. Then we shut our mind off. We stop our understanding. We say, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm telling you, I've done it. I'm, I'm, I'm started talking to, to this girl named Becky Colville on the 15th of October. I married her on the 22nd of November. My understanding was going, no, 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 no. Don't complicate your life. No, no, no. And I'm telling you the truth, like, like a magic eight ball. You remember those little things? You turn it, and this word floated up in, in front of my eyes, so to speak, and it just said trust. 
It just said trust. And I promise you right now, Lord God, he was there with me. All the, all the consternation, all the doubt, all the understanding disappeared. And I said, that's easy. I can do this. I've got a little experience here. I, I, I've been here 40 years. I know what I'm doing uh, with you. So it's, I didn't lean on my own understanding, although my understanding wanted to stop me. You're crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> you just met, you haven't even seen her yet. And, uh, but you all, you all know that story. So, but I had to fight the good fight of faith. You have to contend for what you believe because it violates everything your head says. Your understanding says no one walks on water. People don't raise the dead, heal the lame, open blind eyes, open deaf ears. Come on now. <laughs> That's silly. You have to believe. He can save you by you just believing. You have to even believe in that. You have to have faith that faith will do what it's supposed to do. That's pretty weird if you think about it with understanding. So you've got to contend for your faith. It's not an easy thing. And especially the harder and more complex your situation grows, the more difficult it will be to believe God and his word for those things. You have to base it, like the others have said, and this has been a wonderful exercise today. This has been incredible. But you have to stay. The word of God is your basis and root for faith. This is where faith is born in you. And if you try and go around it, you fail. You fail. You have to stand and contend and fight the fight of faith, believing God's word. And sometimes it doesn't come out like you think it will. But he has a purpose. You see, you have to have faith in God, even though your situation may not be working like you want it to work. And that's a kind of a scary place to be. That's like, that's like well, there used to be a law against no, no visible means of support. They'd throw you in jail for not working. That wasn't a bad law, I don't care. <laughs> we have no visible means of support. If you saw Indiana Jones in the last crusade, he stepped out on there. He had to believe, and he stepped out on what looked like nothing, and suddenly he walked across it's a leap of faith. It's a blind thing. You have to contend for it. You have to trust him. You have to turn off your understanding. You have to confess him, speak him, acknowledge him in all your ways, not a few, every way. And then he will direct your path and your path will be the right way. God bless you. Thank you. Brother Andrew. I'm the Andrew for today. Yes. I'm the Andrew for today. Yes. You did. Hey, give it up for our founding pastor. That was incredible. Oh, how many of you guys are so blessed by all the speakers? Yes, so, so good. Well, I want to invite all of our speakers to come back up. They're going to be our prayer partners for today. And just like Miss Eileen and Jason invited you to come, um, I want to do that same thing, extend that same invitation to you. I know that there may be needs in this house and maybe you're like, oh, I don't need like healing necessarily, but like I'm really stressed about this one thing. 
Well, I believe that this room has been charged with faith, right? We've heard so many incredible things about faith and what God can do if we just step out and about God's grace. And so I believe that whatever it is that you are needing from the Lord, he wants to give it to you. How many of you would believe that? Awesome. And so um, the worship team is going to play for a little bit, and we just want to invite you to allow the Lord to, to do a great work this morning. I believe he wants to. So you can go to any one of our speakers, and uh, yeah, then we'll dismiss after.